Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. It's central to us because it, it really gets our, to our identity of who we are and about who we live for, because ultimately every decision we make and so many problems that we have, I am convinced all problems in life flow and all, all relationship issues, it flows out of our personal relationship with God. If you're lacking peace, if you have immorality problems, if there's life issues, if you deepen and strengthen your relationship with God, that will actually help in all those other areas. I'm not going to give an example, but there's someone in our church this past week was telling me that they work for someone who's not here at our church. This is a, it's about some other business. And they were telling me that their company is struggling. And the owner is a Christian. And, and the owner is getting nervous. Because if you own a business and you're losing money and you're going in the hole... Uh, month after month, 5000 here, 10000 there, 20000 Next thing you know, you're out of money. And the business goes out of business. And that's occurring, and this person wanted me to start praying for them because they are aware of this, and they realize they're going to be looking for a new job one day, and you know, um, it, it will happen suddenly. Next thing you know, they come in and say, we're going out of business, everybody go find a job. So it's always good to know if you're working for a business that's going out of business, at least give the employees a couple months to start getting the resume ready, start looking for a new job and preparing for what's the inevitable, what's going to happen. And, the, la- and the, um, this, uh, the lady that owns the company, um, and she doesn't go to our church, but the person works, for, works with this lady, and they were telling me that the lady about a year ago dropped out of church and talks about the Lord all the time, talks about trusting the Lord all the time, but you can see at one point this owner was fully committed to Christ, very involved in her local church. And for whatever reason, she quit going, and, you can, she, and she's working more and more hours to try to save her business, but it's not working. And she talks about trusting the Lord, but you're not seeing the way what's happening is, and this person I were talking about, how the best thing this owner could do is actually surrender her business to the Lord and ask God to guide her, but she feels like, and a lot of times we do too, when we realize we're in a hole and we don't know what to do, we double down and we try to work double the amount of hours thinking I'll just work my way out of this, and it's not working. And the, trusting the Lord is actually saying, God, I'm going to have to turn to you, trust the Lord with my business, my home, my family, my marriage, my grandchildren, the church, my friends, like you just, that, you, as you deepen your walk with the Lord, then that impacts uh, every, everything else. We're going to see this here in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Starting in verse 9, we're going to read here. It says, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, adulterers, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, that's homosexuality, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. Meaning these people aren't saved. If you have unrepentant sin, and you do not confess this sin and turn to the Lord, you pass away and you go to be with the Lord, 
Uh, and next thing you know, you will be judged as a lost person. And some of you used to be like this. Paul's saying this is your old life over here. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Now, this verse here, verse 12, I think recaps our Christian life because we do have freedom in Christ. If you are saved, you are free. And we get that freedom from Genesis chapter 2. God made us free. We're free to choose or reject the Lord. And verse 12 says, everything is permissible for me. So what is Paul talking about? He's saying, you know what? If a Christian wants to do something, they can do it. Go right ahead. But then he says, but not everything is beneficial. You can do whatever you want to do. You are free. You are free in Christ. But not every single thing you do is going to be beneficial. There will be consequences for many of the things you do. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Meaning you don't want that thing to become uh, an addiction to take over your life. Food is for the stomach and stomach for the food. And God will do away with both of them. However, the body, is, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His power. Don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? So should I take part of Christ's body and make it a part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Paul's saying here, if you're going to be a Christ follower, your standard is going to be higher. And it's not beneficial for you to live a life of sexual immorality. Your body belongs to the Lord. I got an unusual phone call this week. Uh, from time to time, people call the church and they want to know, they're planning on to visit the church and they always have some questions. So I'll get on the phone and I answer their questions. And this gentleman, he's moving here from Virginia. I don't know, a lot of people seem to move here from Virginia for whatever reason. They're coming here from Virginia. And he asked me the basic doctrinal questions and just the standard stuff about Sunday school classes, what we believe. And then he asked me an odd question. I'll normally get asked this. He wanted to know, uh, typically people uh, would ask, because he's a father and he has like, two or three little girls. He asked if we had a dress code for women. I go, not that I know of. I mean, you know, there's, there's not a problem. I, and, and where he was going with that was he apparently been in a church where I think they were expected to wear long skirts and to make sure that people were dressed appropriately, as, as he said. That was what they were taught there. And he's talking about how he wants a church culture that isn't trying to push the limits to see, well, how far can we go without crossing the line? And that's exactly, I think, what Paul's trying to say. The goal is not to look, well, how far can I go without uh, doing something or crossing a line of being inappropriate? And Paul's saying here, that's not the way we have to view the way we dress or how we present ourselves. We are owned by God. We use our bodies to honor the Lord. Our time, our bodies, our money, our, what we do is actually for Him. And it goes on to say here, in verse 16, Don't you know that anyone who joined, is joined with a prostitute in one, is one body with her? For Scripture says the two will become one flesh. 
But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. That's the problem with sexual immorality. You're joining yourself with someone who you're not married to. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price, so glorify God with your body. Paul is telling us as believers that because we belong to God, we are saved, we want to guard our sexuality because it's, it's, we, we honor the Lord with our sexuality. Everything in our culture goes completely against this. Are you all aware of that? Literally every single place you go to. The internet, your phone, all advertising, media, and it, it's completely against this. And what we have, the Bible teaches us in verse 18, Paul's advice is that we flee sexual immorality. And this is what Joseph did. Remember when one day when Potiphar's wife was there with Joseph in the house alone? She grabbed him. He didn't sit there and talk to her and quote a Bible verse. There are times that you just have to, he ran away leaving his cloak with her. He just ran out the door saying, I'm out of here. I'm not, this, isn't, this isn't a place I need to be in. And there's many times for us, the best way to avoid sin is we just leave. We don't talk about it. You don't even tell anybody. The Lord knows. You can tell the Lord if you feel you need to tell somebody. Say, I'm removing myself from this situation. Because if you don't, you will find yourself possibly yielding and giving into this. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We have been saved. So God is telling us, we save our virginity for marriage. We save our sexually, we, when we remain sexually pure for the Lord. We save ourselves in, in the covenant of marriage for our, our wife or our husband. The Bible's teaching us this is God's standard. And you, people of God, are going to live differently than the people of the world. And the Bible says, why do we do this? What's the heart issue at it? It's because ultimately you belong to God. That's why. Last verse I want to pull out here. Turn over in your Bibles. Flip back to the left to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 7 and 8. I want to read this scripture. It's up on the screen as well. Paul's writing us about how, how, how we belong to the Lord, how we live for God. He says in verse 7, last two verses this evening, Romans chapter 14, verse 7, he says, For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. Meaning, we're not to be, be these selfish, uh, living selfish lives. That's not who we are. We don't live for ourselves. And that's the opposite of what we're taught. I, every, if you, I, I check the mail, I get emails, and every single piece of mail and email I'm getting right now are items I need, supposedly, for Black Friday. Black Friday, y'all have to see this, y'all have to see this. It is out of control, Black Friday sales. Black Friday sales actually started in July. Have y'all, did y'all remember, we were Black Friday sales in July. And it is literally, if you're on any company's mailing list, they are mailing you Black Friday this, Black Friday this. 
Even Nathan Miller here, who worked for a company in Richmond, and they used to not be open on Black Friday. They're open. He's got to go to work now on Black Friday. I mean, it is just if there is business, you open up on Black Friday and say, we're just going to sell stuff. And all that tells people is you are incomplete. You are missing something. And I want to say, a 30, 35% off is not a good sell. I mean, that's just not a, that's not a bargain. Something 35% off. I mean, a Black Friday's deal needs to be 80% off if you're really good at a good deal. So everything's 35% off, at least. And you, we're told this here, that you need this. And look what the Bible's telling us here in verse 8. If we live, we live for the Lord. I mean, if you're alive, you live for Him. And if we die, we die for the Lord. And speaking of death, you all remember Ray Grocer? He came about three or four years ago. And he, he's Todd's personal friend. Lives down in southern Kentucky. He came and led a Seder service on Wednesday night a few weeks ago. Well, he passed away this afternoon. And he, I spoke to his wife this past week on the phone. And he was prepared and ready. Her, her name was Renee. Prepared and ready to meet the Lord. So when we die as believers, we're saying, I'm even prepared now to go and be with the Lord. So then Paul says here, Therefore, whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. What a statement right there. Whether I'm alive or whether I'm dead and you can see my tombstone, we belong to God. That is how we have to view our lives. That is what the man of God, the woman of God, who belongs to God, lives differently. They're not waiting for a cell. They're not, uh, taking, they're not uh, using their body to take advantage of people or to get taken advantage of or to show off. They realize my body, my time, who I am, it is God. So this evening, we look at Scripture. And the question the Lord asks us this Thanksgiving season, He said, are you thankful because most importantly, you are owned and you belong to God? Lord, I pray for all the folks here this evening. I pray that we will take these words and these Bible verses and they will be sealed in our hearts. And Lord, I just pray for your spirit to move. And I just thank you for being able to come to Sunday night church as we have our business meeting and have this invitation. Lord, we have this time of response. We never want to miss an opportunity of being bold and uh, responding to you. And Lord, we just pray that this time, as we as a church family uh, talk about the business of our wonderful church and the blessings that you've given to our church, that Lord, we will just never take it for granted. And Lord, I just pray for your guidance and we give you this invitation we're about to have. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Betty and Jean are going to come lead us in. Our